Welcome to episode 109 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Hello, hello. Hello, hello Henny. Uh, so nice to chat and talk to you and see you. Yes, ditto. I know, but when I was away, isn't it weird? Because I, when you, like, I didn't have um, uh, Wi-Fi or um, data. Data, thank you for most of the day and then by the time like, I'd get back and then there was a two hour time difference and it was just a bizarre like there were days and I'm like oh my god I didn't even check in with you today <laughs> I know there were several days where it was like one text message went back yeah. and forth which is unheard of <laughs> I know, I know. it was just usually so it's weird. like 10 text messages per hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> of me bugging Henny when she's like has nothing better to do then to work (laughs) (laughs) oh it's all right if if I can't get if I can't respond I don't don't worry yeah and though I'm like are you there are you there are you there (laughs) no very rarely very rarely although sometimes I will get the follow-up text message that says you must be busy or you must be working yeah (laughs) correct (laughs) correct stop bugging me Oh my goodness, Sandy, it is so hot in my house right now because this is the week when they, so the whole building operates on one boiler and one chiller. And so only one thing can be on at a time. And so there's a week in May and this is the week where they turn the boiler off and then they wait like two days and then they turn the chiller on. And so today is the day that the boiler got turned off and so now there's no airflow for two days uh, well the, but the it's worst. but it's nice outside finally yeah. and so it is currently 79 degrees oh. <laughs> in my house and it's so hot I'm like in shorts and a tank top and my skin is on fire. Like I'm not sweating, which is surprising, but my skin is like hot to the touch. Like you could crack an egg on my tricep and it would, it, it would fry. I'm it, would look ridi- right <laughs> it would look ridiculous, but okay. <laughs> and then, and here I am and I have like woolen tights on and a massive big sweatshirt with my hands pulled and woolen socks on because it's it's turned it's very chilly here so anyways enjoy the warmth i am not complaining about nice weather i'm just complaining about 79 degrees inside that's all yeah i know well and then you know what will happen is two days from now the chiller will be on and then i'll be like oh my goodness it's so cold in here turn it up turn it up turn it up yeah Anyway, just Uh-oh. can never be happy. No, correct. Can never be content, satisfied, etc. No. no. Okay, can I just tell you? So, you know, I was, I was away and I went to the U.S. and I got vaccinated and I had the Johnson & Johnson, the one and done. And so I had this, I woke up and I had this headache. And I was like, oh, and I don't know if we had run or we had done the Diego's workout or whatever, but it was still after. And I thought, oh, gosh, you know, I, how am I going to survive this day? So I went and I did that 18-minute with Vetus. The 18-minute stretch. It's a restorative yes. stretch. And at the end of it, my headache was flipping gone. 
But it's one of those things, you know, when you feel so crappy that you just don't want to do anything, but you know that you're going to feel better. Like another day, actually at the end of that one is the one where it's like the three minutes where you just have your legs up on the couch or whatever, right? That is the best. But Phil's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, this is the favorite, this is my favorite part of the whole workout, <laughs> Phil, the whole stretch. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in Shavasana here. Just leave me alone. I'm enjoying In Shavasana this. with my feet elevated at yeah. a 90 degree angle. And I am just living the life. I'm just living the life. And I just kept thinking about like, relax your shoulders. Cause that's where the headache was. Like it was all down the back and like tension up on my shoulders. And yeah. Anyway. So <laughs> smart of you to have done that though. I know. I know. There was another day when I had a, it, I didn't feel so hot and we were, went for a, a run, but I, I told myself, you know, that when you don't really feel good, like sometimes the best thing is to be active and get everything moving. And then you do feel better. You do feel better. So, and it worked too. So <laughs> there is a, I really, I'm really, really loving the fact that we've been doing these fit on stretch routines. Mm. And I think that so far I've only missed one day in May. I really have been making a concerted effort to do one stretch routine every day. And the last couple of days I've discovered a couple of stretch routines that I hadn't done before and some of them I know, like, because we've done them once or twice, I know that's not my favorite, and so I don't go back to it. And then some of them I know, oh, we've done this one once or twice. There are a few I've done, like, five times, and I know that I like them, and so that's good. But there are a few, there are a couple that I've just come across recently that I hadn't done before that were great. And, and the one that I did today was with Danielle Pacenti, and it's a 15-minute cool-down or warm-up. But it's, yeah, it's it's a cool down or a warm up because she even says at a few times, she's like, if you're using this to warm up, do it this way. If you're using this to cool down, uh, do it this way. Yeah. And, and the last thing that she has you do, if it's a cool down, is that exact same thing where you're lying on your back and you uh. lift, she, she has you put your legs straight up against a wall. Oh, I love that. Right. Yeah. And, and so she said, if, if this is your cool down, this is how you're going to end it. And I was truly this morning, I was laying there on the ground thinking, oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> and I didn't, and I did not want to get up, but I definitely had to, because I needed to get my butt in gear for work, but it was delightful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, I was, I didn't do a lot of uh, the stretching when I was away but um, when I came back like the other was yesterday yesterday what day I, don't, I think it must have been yesterday I did like two in the afternoon did you get a message that said I, I was like <laughs> I did I definitely I got a notification saying that you'd started the one and I was like ooh, and I even looked to see like what time was it because I was still yeah. in class but it was almost the end of the period and I was like do it can I join her can I do this at the same time? But no it wasn't gonna work <laughs> yeah you know I'm I honestly like now it's it's good to know that someone else gets a notification and that we've said we were going to do certain ones because yeah. then I saw oh shoot Henny's finished that challenge and I still have like four left to do damn it so I did two this morning 
<laughs> I think I might do one after we're finished talking. Okay. And then I have the long one to do. Okay. So you can do the lengthen one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll you probably can do that tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. All right. And then we'll start a new challenge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well. Okay. So if you have the Fit On app. It's a free app, right? You just download it to your phone. And then what you can do is if you add a friend on the FitOn app, and then if you both join the same challenge, then every time your friend does a workout from that challenge, you get a notification saying that they've started it. Mm -hmm. And when they've finished it, you get a notification saying that they finished it. And and so I can see, like when I look at the challenge, I can see how many workouts I have left and I can see how many workouts Sandy has left. And so it's just another one of those little accountability pieces that, yeah. you know, because I think you're definitely more inclined to do something when you know someone else is going to see that you have or haven't done it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've made a commitment. So, uh, and the, th the, you know what the ultimate win is, is that it's good for your body and you feel better after you do it. I cannot tell you how much better I have felt since we started doing this about, I don't know how long ago it was, a month, six weeks ago or yeah. so that we started doing these stretches. I, all these little like tweaks and, you know, tightnesses and things like that. I mean, you know, it's the flexibility is still not great, <laughs> but it, but it never was. Right. Yeah. And so just to be sort of working on that a little bit and it, it really does feel good. And it translates into the other stuff that you're doing. Right. Yeah. Like I found that I found that the additional stretching has really helped me feel better during my runs mm -hmm. and has helped me recover quicker from them. Yeah. You know, whereas before I would be, you know, I would, I would have some aches and pains during the run and then after the run I'd feel okay. But like then the next day I'd be super, super stiff. Whereas I found the last few weeks, I felt really great. Like the day after super great. That's good. So, and I, and I, I know it has to do with the stretching because it just, yeah, it, it feels so good. It's, it's just loosening uh mm -hmm. loosening muscles and and um you know getting your your joints a little more a little more used to moving in different directions yeah rather than just in the same direction over and over and over again mm -hmm. so yeah. i really yeah. have appreciated it yeah um and then I, um, because it was my birthday, my mom wanted to buy, you know, my parents wanted to buy me something. So I bought one of those hammer massage guns. And have oh. you used it? Yes. Yes. And I had to take it on my carry-on because it's got a, like, you just push the button and it's, and it's like a, like a, a drill. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You just put on the end right um and at one point I hit it and so then it was like making this noise in my bag which was a little embarrassing because then I was trying to figure out how to get it off but it was just going loud she's got a vibrator in her bag <laughs> <laughs> like oh man um but it feels nice like I the one day I had a headache and I had it on back so it was getting like all in around my shoulders and that oh it felt lovely on my hips really feels nice really does feel nice
I've heard a lot about these devices. It's it sounds lovely. Does it okay? Does it make a lot of noise? No, it. I mean, if I if you have it on full blast, but I would never have it on the full because it would be that's. I mean, it's not intense. about. Yeah, and and then you actually you know do more damage than you do anything mm -hmm. restorative. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you could just give yourself a little massage while you're watching television or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice. Anyway. Ooh, what a great gift. That's great. Also enjoyed my ice cream on my birthday. Though I would say the next time I would I would probably not get Rocky Road. I've gone off chocolate. Isn't that weird? Okay. Thoroughly enjoyed the pralines and cream though. I would either do two scoops of pralines and cream or I think I would do one scoop of ice cream. And then I saw that staff had cappuccino chip something. Yeah, some like new flavor. Uh, sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. Okay, so here's a thing about me. And I feel like I might have said this to you before, but I really love coffee-flavored things. Like coffee-flavored ice cream, coffee-flavored toffees, like coffee-flavored stuff. Mm, delicious. Don't like coffee. Bizarre. Never, so never weird. drank it in my life. Like other than like a sip here or there when they like gave me a coffee instead of a tea and then I spat it out because it was so disgusting. <laughs> you know, like, like I, just, I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. Whatever the cappuccino chip yeah. flavor, I like that would be totally a flavor that I would love. So, so that was fun that we actually found a place. We had to drive off the highway 10 minutes off the highway and then we were in like it was a small town and I said oh my god can you imagine if we get there and it's not even open I'd probably cry <laughs> I was gonna say would you have cried <laughs> this is after we were it was a we went for this hike somewhere that was two and a half hour drive through the Rocky Mountains and we got there we did our hike which was beautiful it's called Hanging Lake which is obviously it's a lake that's way up in the mountain and then driving back and then we find it anyways the it was open and then it was five o'clock well it's already dinner time then I felt bad because like you know for me that's fine I, I'd be full after that and I don't care if I have anything for dinner but I was like no Phil and anyways he goes what's for dinner he goes <laughs> uh, Chicago mixed popcorn because we had a bag of that that we had bought and at eight o'clock that's had exactly what you did <laughs> Happy 56. I love, <laughs> I love it. Double scoop ice cream in a waffle cone at five and Chicago mixed popcorn at eight. I mean, Ooh. that sounds all kinds of delightful to me. Living the life. Living the life. <laughs> Nothing like vacation eating. So here's the other thing. Okay. I decided that I, what last year I think it was, I took my, I, I changed my birthday because Facebook doesn't let you just have an account without putting your birthday in. That's annoying to me. Yeah, it's true. And so I had taken it off last year because I didn't, it was just, you know, whatever. And then I put it to January 1st and then Jan I forgot. And then January 1st, people are like, happy birthday. I didn't think your birthday was January 1st, whatever. I'm like, oh, crap. It's not my birthday. That's <laughs> not my birthday. I know. <laughs> so, so then I thought what, a couple weeks ago, I thought, oh, did I put it back to my actual birthday or did I change it? So I said, no, I didn't. But it's a good experiment because one thing, I'm not so much into like people that don't really know you and then they're like, you know, saying all these happy birthday things. It's not mm -hmm. really my thing. Mm -hmm. But it is a good thing to see because the people who remember your birthday are the people that actually care. Mm -hmm. 
in my opinion. Like they're the people that are in your life that are actually vest- invested in you, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So, mm-hmm. except for like my dad and my one of my sons didn't message me happy birthday. <laughs> okay, so this is what I was gonna. This is why I wasn't like super enthusiastic and agreeing with you because I think yes. For a person to remember your birthday, there must be some sort of a relationship there, right? Because some 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 person who you kind of just know, like in a fringe situation, is yeah. not going to send you a happy birthday message unless they happen to see it on Facebook that it's your birthday, and then they're like, "Oh, I'll I'll write on your wall," right? Yeah. So so I agree with you. If for someone to remember your birthday, it is likely that there is some sort of a relationship there that that they have remembered this information information that they were thinking about it that they they wanted to make sure that they gave you those those well wishes however i don't think that if someone doesn't remember your birthday that that is an exact sign or a clear notion that that person <laughs> doesn't care for you because i have enough people in my life who don't remember anything like that, that if I truly believe that if they forgot my birthday, that meant they didn't care for me, I would be in a sad state. (laughs) So, and so I'm, yeah, so, so that's why I wasn't so quick to be like, oh yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." because, because I think that, I don't know, I think people, I think there are a lot of people who aren't particularly great at remembering things. But a parent you kind of think might remember. Well, I know. (laughs) I mean, you would think that a parent would remember. But I've had on two or three occasions where a parent has forgotten. So, you know, it happens. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there are seven of us. They've got lots of dates to remember, I guess. (laughs) Okay, but, but I, but, but listen, I even had, I have an aunt who shares the same birthday as me. Yeah. So you, you would think, you would think <laughs> that a parent would remember. Yeah. Anyway, anyhow, that's, I, I just, yeah. Not here nor there, Sandy. Yeah. I mean, what do you, how do other people feel? Like, listeners? Yeah, I'm 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 curious to know how you feel about it. So I think a lot of it probably has to do with a couple of different things. Number one, I think some of it has to do with your personality and maybe like here's a call back to weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago with the five love languages. Yeah. If you're a words of affirmation kind of person, I think a happy birthday wish is really important to you. If, if a word, if words of affirmation is not really something that is, it's not the highest thing on your priority, then maybe the happy birthday wish is not so, not as important. So I think that's some of it. Mm -hmm. And I think some of it is probably just kind of your take on birthdays and your birthday in particular. Like I think some people are real birthday people. Yeah, You know, like there are those people out there who absolutely love their birthday and maybe they always did. Maybe they, they used to and don't anymore. Maybe they never did and now they do, but there are some people who love their birthdays. Like, you know, and then it's not just the birthday, it's the birthday week or it's the birthday month or, you know, it's like this whole, like, you know, and it's, and it's a big thing. Like there are some people who are really, 
performative with their birthdays too. And like, because they love it so much and it's so important to them. I mean, that's not me. Like my birthday could easily just go by without, without any notice. And I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? And I think, you know, I think you're somewhere in the middle. I, I am somewhere in the middle. You're right. Like I, I, I wanted to like make sure like that day that we just had like something planned so that we were out about and, and whatever, like otherwise I overthink things and it just like, I, I kind of just like it to be gone and done with. Yeah. And because Mother's Day is so close to it too. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it's the same day this year, it was two days apart. And so, so anyway, but anyways, I was all fine. Yeah. But people should, but people should yeah. let us know how, how important is the birthday wish? And if someone important to you, a parent, a spouse, a child, you yeah. know, a yeah. best friend, like, like if someone yeah. missed your birthday, would that be a big deal? Like for me, it's just a funny story, but that's not, but that's not the same for you. And I know that no, it's not the same for me. I mean, I wasn't super, I wasn't super fussed. Like I wasn't. No, no, no. But still it's sort of like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. You're, you're allowed to feel that way. I was surprised. Let's just say that. I was surprised. Right. Was like, surprise. Oh. Surprise. Oh. That's, that's, a, that's a fair assessment. I was like, hmm, maybe I should try that. Hmm. <laughs> I mean. That's the immediate, that's what you think is like, I would never get away with that. Like it would, I would never hear the end of it if it was me. Right? Yes. Yes, you're right about that. Catastrophic. Always, like, filing cabinet. From years to come. Opening it up. Pulling it back out. (laughs) Remembering. (laughs) Anyhow. uh, Same. Same. (laughs) But you you know what the whole winner was of the, of the, um, of being away? Is that... Well, we had this long day, this drive, and Phil said to me, he goes, um, you know, maybe if you got a couple of podcasts downloaded that maybe we can listen to. Phil has never listened to a podcast in his life. What did you listen to? That is so exciting. I'm like, well, well, I happened to because he told me on Monday, and on Mondays I get um, Smartless. Armchair, yes, and Armchair Expert. Oh, great. So we listened to both of those, but Smartless had on Seth Rogen. Um, He's not my favorite guy. Yeah. Um, But anyways, I mean, we listened to it. And on the way back, we listened to Dax and I forget who he had on that day. Um, Anyway, we went the next, and then Dax dropped another one. He had Prince Harry on. Oh, I saw that, but I haven't listened to that. So then we listened to that on another okay. trip out, and then we listened to something else. And I, he's like, oh. he, he, do you know how many times in the last week he has said, oh, remember they were talking about that on the podcast? Mm-hmm. Do you remember they were talking about that? I said, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know when you come home from work and I've listened to podcasts all day? And I'll be like, hey, did you know I was listening to blah, 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 <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. Or he'll, he said, oh, they were talking about that on the podcast. I go, yes, they were. Uh, He's like, I can kind of see how. I said, lots of information. Mm-hmm. Interesting things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, I so, he, could, so like, he could see the, the allure of it. 
he could. He said, yeah. he actually said, he goes, now I understand. He said, like, uh, when his mom and stepfather would, would do, like, long road trips, they would always have audiobooks. And he said, I can see because it makes the time go very fast. Yeah. And it's interesting and, and engaging. But you don't have to really be thinking about stuff, you know. Yeah. And I said, yeah. So now we're planning this road trip. It's going to be eight hours. So I right. would have to save up a whole bunch and not be able to listen is what's going to happen, which, you know, I can do. Or to find it some sort of an audio book that we could both listen to. Right, right, right. Um, but a yeah. Podcast, so- I, I think, I feel like a podcast is easier to listen to with someone unless, unless it's a book that you know you're both going to be completely into, right? Yeah. Whereas a podcast, like, they're shorter, obviously, yeah. than a book. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe a, a wider, like, depending on the type of podcast, it would be more like listening to talk radio. Yes. Right. And so then I feel like also with a podcast, it's really easy if you're with another, if you're listening with another person to like pause it and chat about something or, you know, and keep going. Yeah. Whereas with an audiobook, it's a little bit harder to do. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but anyways, that was fun that we got to do that. So I, I, fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What a, f- yeah. What a fun thing to do. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to, have those shared experiences well and it's interesting because the two of you do that kind of thing together regularly already because you always watch a show every night yes you know so you already have that like built into your schedule where for an hour every day you do something or you not that you do something together but you um, take in something together, right? Like you, yeah. you watch something. And so then you have that thing also to like chat about, like the shared experience of watching something. And so I yeah. feel like listening to something is similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we always watch a movie on Saturday nights and then right. on our Sunday runs, we're often talking about what happened in the movie. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really fun. I yes. like that. I like, I like it. I mean, it's fun to watch things or to listen to things, but it's especially fun to consume those. Consume is the word I was looking for before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun to consume those things when you're doing that at the same time as someone else or like relatively close to when someone else has been doing it. Yeah. Um, recently, I've been, as you know, I've been watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, on what? Amazon Prime. And so I'd heard people talk of it before. I'm sure you mentioned it to me at some point, Sandy, but I never had gotten around to watching it. And so recently Mark was talking about it and he was like, you have to watch the show. He's like, I'm sure you're going to love it. And I was like, okay. And I said, "How?" to me, Mark, that is not his kind of show. He loved it. Like, so (laughs) I said to him, how like how far are you he's like oh he's like I finished it I said you finished it he's like yeah no first he said I finished the first season and so I said okay great so over the course of the the last couple of weeks I've been watching the first season I think it was like eight episodes so I finished the first season and so I said to him okay I said I finished the first season and he was like okay what happened at the end so I told him what happened at the end he's like oh he's like he's like no he's like that's not the end and I said yeah that's the end of the first season He's like, are you sure? I said, yeah. And so now I'm watching, I'm like halfway through the second season. And so just, just the other day he was like, yeah, he's like, when I said I finished the first season, he's like, I finished the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
been really fun. Like every time I get another episode, he'll say like, did you watch an episode? Did you, did you get an episode done today? I'm like, no, I didn't get another episode yet, but it's been what a hoot of a show. If you haven't seen the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, it is definitely worth a watch. I giggle out loud every single episode. It's so funny. Yep. And like heartwarming and endearing and so many fantastic characters. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. delightful. It's, it's a delight. It is. Well, you know what? That's because really until probably what the last, well, you didn't even have access to Netflix to what? Till a year? Yeah. A year ago. Yeah. Not maybe. Yeah. No. And so, and you never would use watching any type of show as like a downtime activity for yourself because you had very little downtime. Correct. So I kind of feel like because you had to do virtual teaching, it's freed up some more time for you. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. It has. It, it frees up time for me because I have more time in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so then I can get things done in the morning, like my workout. And yeah. so then I have fewer things to do in the evening. Yeah. And so it has allowed, it has given me some, some extra downtime, which has been yeah. Yeah. an unexpected delight. I will tell you. Yeah. And you do, I mean, you, you like to, to walk, listen to podcasts and listen to audiobooks and that, but it's different to be watching a show because you don't have the concentration. It's different right than it is to to be well you're watching people so it's expressions you're taking things in differently um mm-hmm. so that's been good because i know and i'd be like oh i watch this show and you're like oh yeah and i'm thinking oh okay because you never watch anything correct unless it was a documentary that you needed to watch for <laughs> for school <Yeah. laughs> exactly but, but, I, but now i'm that. i'm finally getting caught up on things i'm finally yeah. watching some things so that's yeah yeah. yeah, I think it was the Shit's Creek that started you, though. I think so too. Yeah, and and I mean, what a hoot! Yeah, <laughs> watching, but, the last, watching the last season of um, Kim's Convenience, and I'm gonna, and they didn't even know it was gonna be their last season. It is the best season. Okay. Yeah, it's the it the storylines, everything is is it's phenomenal. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be very sad. I've never seen Kim's Convenience. Yeah. Thanks. I've read the play. Very funny. But it's a very seen. funny show. Okay. All right. I'll add to my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Sandy, I still have been getting some reading done even though I've been spending a little more time watching television mm-hmm. um, and I have a couple of things that I've been reading to chat about so the first thing is just a really quick thing I read this book called Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings and the book is like a historical look at it's a historical look at how people of different body shapes have been discriminated against through over time, but then also with a racial angle. And mostly because in North America, 
the ideal body type was not only of a particular physique, but of a particular race as well. And so that all sort of gets tied into, to, like, tied in together. And so the book was quite interesting, um, you know, a little bit dry overall. Mm-hmm. But there was one section in the book where they were talking about the where they were talking about the BMI, and I and I had to take some notes because before the body mass index was kind of renowned over the you know worldwide and and being used all over the place, what they used to use, particularly in the United States, I don't know if this was all over the place, but in the United States definitely, they used to use what they called ideal weight tables. And so these these were like charts that insurance companies mm. made up. And they were and so they were charts that indicated what the ideal weight was for people of a certain age, of a certain height, of a certain gender, of whatever it was. And then if you weren't in those like depending on where you fell along the table, that's how the the insurance company could decide how much to charge you. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Did you had you heard that? I, I actually have heard that. Yeah, that was so. That was interesting. And then, and then that sort of went by the wayside when the BMI kind of became more popular. Mm-hmm. Wild. So that that was the one. That was the most interesting thing that sort of came out of that. But so I I had to just. I actually think, Kenny, in the U.S., the insurance companies do also still use. BMI as a measure of and um, what like your premiums and there is a cutoff and for certain types of illnesses and disease that they will not cover. Yeah. If your BMI Um, is a certain number. I don't know if that's like across the country, but certainly in particular states, that is 100% true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy crazy to me so there was that but here is the other thing that I have to chat with you about is this other book that I just I just finished it this morning called Grit by Mm. Angela Duckworth Mm -hmm. and it was so funny because this book came up like it came available to me on Libby. So it had been on, I'd I'd had it on hold for weeks and weeks and weeks from the library and it finally came available this week. And so I've been listening to that and finished it. But when it came up, I thought to myself, I wonder like where this, I wonder where this recommendation came from. You know, like I'm always, whenever, because often the books are on hold for so many weeks that by the time they come available, I can't really remember how I ended up with it in the first place. And so I thought to myself, it must be Tim who suggested this to me because it's like, it's a psychology like edge. Like, so I'm guessing that he's suggested it to me because that's his, like, that's his kind of bread and butter. And, And so, but then I started listening to it and I'm like, have I read this before? Like, but, but then I got to a certain part where I was like, "Mm, I have never heard this particular piece of information, you know, but then other stuff I was like, 
and I sure maybe I did read this like it took me about a third of the way into the book to be absolutely certain that I'd never read it but I think the reason why was because Angela Duckworth has a TED talk video where she talks about this idea of grit and I've seen that TED talk probably a dozen times because I've even used it in my classroom several years in a row and because the idea of grit is because you want to have grit you want to she talks about being gritty right you want to have both the passion to be interested in doing something but also the perseverance to stick with something and and that when you put those things together that's what really leads to success and so I've used this idea and this exact TED talk in my classroom and and so I think particularly at the beginning of the book it was a lot of the same kind of information and so maybe that's why it felt so familiar but there was a lot in the book that I'd never heard of before. Like it was new information to me. So I know for certain this was the first time I read the book, (laughs) (laughs) but there was so much stuff. Okay. So much stuff in this book that number one, I mean, so applicable to school and teaching and learning, but number two, so applicable to everything that we're doing with choosing to live our lives in a different way, in a healthier way, you know, and to make this conscious decision every day, every meal, every time we, you know, start a stretch activity, every time we, you know, get going on a workout, whatever it is, like these conscious decisions to live in a certain way that I was just like, this is like this book. It's just, you know, again and again and again. And so there were a few things that I wrote down that I wanted to share with you that were super great. So first of all, grit, she says, is more about stamina than it is about intensity. And so she said, you know, some people are really good at like throwing themselves into something, but then after two weeks or two months or, you know, six months or whatever, they, it fizzles and they kind of give it up. They're, they're done, they're done with it. They're tired of it. They're moving on to something else. And she said, that's not grit. Like, even though it might look like grit in those, like in that initial stage, she said, it's not really because grit is about having the stamina to continue with something for a long period of time. And so I thought, well, that's really like, for me, that really spoke to me with, you know, the, the multiple trials and attempts at, at, you know, losing weight and maintaining the weight loss, you know, that it's, you know, the first couple of times it was like a real concentrated effort for a period of time. And then I was too tired to keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. Then she said, so she said, also, she said, when you are, when you're gritty, when you have grit and she said, you can have grit in one area and not so much in another, but when you're when you have grit she said it's because you're working on something that you care about so much that you're willing to stay loyal to it you're willing to stick mm. with it because it's really that important to you so i thought that was yeah right mm-hmm. and then this was 
really fascinating to me too was this idea of grit having these two components of passion and perseverance and this is what i remembered from her ted talk because she talks about having passion and then having perseverance and so but when you think for me when i think of passion i think of ah if you have passion for something you love it you really like it and then if you have perseverance you're willing to like continue even when it's hard like yeah. in my head, that's what those two things mean. And she said, when, when we're talking about grit and when we say, when we use the word passion, she said, it's not, it's not actually about loving something. She said, passion is being focused on consistency over a long period of time. And so in order to be passionate about something, she said, you do have to love it because you have to be willing to focus on like maintaining it over a long period of time. Perseverance, on the other hand, is bouncing back from a setback. Huh. And so if something doesn't go exactly the way you wanted, you can keep going. If you come up against an obstacle, you can get over it, which makes sense yeah. to me. But then the, the passion part is that that goal is always there and you're always striving towards the goal because you care about it enough, you love it enough, you want it enough that you're going to keep with it. And I, and I just thought that was... I've never heard passion explained in that way. Mm. And that really changed my way of thinking about this idea of passion and perseverance because it's not just you have to love something and you have to be willing to do it to do it. You have to be willing to keep going and keep going and keep going. And you have to be willing to manage the setbacks and the obstacles, uh, you know? Uh. So it's, it's, it's kind of a bigger and a deeper thing. And, and so when you're met, when you're measuring these levels, she said, typically people score higher on perseverance than they do on passion. Typically people are more willing to get up after a setback or to try and get around an obstacle than they are to maintain this consistent, um, you know, trajectory towards a goal. And I like, that makes total sense. And if yeah. you think like, and for me, if you think about it in, in a, in a weight loss and in a weight maintenance and a, and a healthful living kind of way, that makes so much sense because the hardest thing is to just keep doing, keep do like keep doing all of the things that you know are healthy and keep doing all of those things just to maintain where you are. Yeah. Really, really spoke to me. The other thing that she said was, you know, that you have to like the saying, you know, try, try again. Like you just keep trying. She's like, but she said, if you, if you have already tried and tried again and it's still not working, she's like, then you need to try something different. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I like that too. <laughs> because yeah. it is true, right? Like you have to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. But at the same time, if you're trying the same thing over and over and over again and not getting a result, then maybe yeah. you need to try something different. Try something else. And so sure. I, really, I really liked that too. Anyway, yeah. it was 
a super enjoyable read. It was all these different, she had a real mix of research, her own like personal experiences and things from her own personal life. And then also a lot of stories about other people and organizations who have built cultures or uh, worked through issues or, or um, different difficulties to really show how passionate and perseverant they are. So anyway, it was, it was a delight. I would highly recommend it. Well, you know, I've had it on twice that I've got it. So I, I was recommend, actually, the person that I heard about this book from was Supimento. Oh, okay. Because she bought that book for her whole sales team. Okay. And, and she talked about this book a lot. Okay. And she really, really loved the book. Yeah. And I remember at one point I wanted to try and buy it and I couldn't buy it. This is, I'm talking a couple of years ago. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then I don't know, I had it on hold, but I think it came up when I, like, and now I'm going to place a hold on it again. Um, <laughs> I think it came out, I think it came available and it was one of those where I had way too many things that came available yes. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, kept putting it out, putting it out. And then I think one time I just had too many things on there and I was getting all stressed out about it. And then I just like, you know. But I do, then part of me thinks I started listening to it and, and I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm just put it on hold again. It says 15 weeks, so we'll see what happens. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have listened to a couple of episodes. Of, there's a podcast that she's on also. Yes, she has a podcast that's called No Stupid Questions. Yeah. I have not listened to her podcast, but I might have to. I think it might have been her voice I didn't like. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, well, and it could be. And it's her voice. Like, she's the one who reads her audiobook. So okay. if you didn't like her voice, that might be. I, di- I didn't have a problem with it, but I, you're a little more sensitive to voices than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I just feel like this idea of, well, it's a really, you know what? It made me think actually quite a bit about a conversation that I had at a WW workshop this weekend because before the workshop started one of the members said she's like right now I'm feeling like super motivated and super on track with things she's like but I know that I've got a long journey ahead of me and I know that I'm not always going to feel as motivated as I do right now and so she said I'm just really curious what people do to like get themselves motivated when they're not really feeling that way like that was that was kind of the question. And so, you know, a few, a few different members had some things to say about, you know, what they've done in times like that or, you know, and so I was thinking about that question a lot when I was listening to this book, because this is the whole idea of having grit is really sticking with something, you Mm -hmm. know, and knowing that this thing is going to be hard, but also caring about it so much that that you're willing to to stick with what is hard mm-hmm. for a long long time and some of what she talked about in the book too is that 
often the people that have the most success are people who are involved in doing something that is both good for them and good for others. And so when what they're involved in is something that they are personally invested in, but also something that is good for people, like for other people that, that the, that, that elevates the desire to keep doing it, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's, you're doing it for yourself and for, and not that you're doing it for others, but, but that others are being impacted by it as well. And I thought, you know what, like that, that also feels like there's a tie in to being health, like being healthy and well, like, I feel like, you know, I feel so much better living my life this way and, and living my life in a way that I can move and that I enjoy movement and that I can, you know, do things without really worrying about them. Like, you know, whatever, get, I mean, not that I'm getting on a plane anytime soon, but like getting on a plane without worrying about the mm-hmm. the seatbelt, you know, like things like that, like, like that improves my life so much, but I know that people around me, I feel like their lives are improved too, because I'm like a, I'm more settled in my own life and, and happier with how I am living. And I have more energy to give to other people because, you know, my life is not like just, you know, maybe I don't need the same amount of energy as I did before, whatever it might be. Like, I do think when, when you are feeling well, you're better able to, give to other people connect with other people maybe you're even more like you're even more willing to connect with other people well but i mean it does whether they're the other people are people that you already know and that you are part of your life in some shape or form or if they're a complete stranger because when you're feeling good about yourself when things are working well when you're body is operating better, you're not in pain, you're feeling more comfortable and confident, mm-hmm. you present yourself differently. Mm-hmm. And so whether you think that affects people who maybe don't know you or not, or, or, or not mm-hmm. it actually does. So those are like those uh, interactions that you have with people on the street, with yeah. someone that you see when you're driving, someone that you just pass as we were walking, someone um, that you, you know, a, a sales clerk, all yeah. of those types of interactions are impacted. Yes. And yeah, you're it, so right. Right. So, so it does, you, you may not recognize those things, but, but it, that does translate. It does come across. And when you were talking about the intensity and, and, you know, the question that was asked you about, um, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do when you sort of like lose or if don't feel as motivated as I think that we need to just be okay with realizing that there are going to be peaks and valleys as far as the motivation comes Mm -hmm. and that that's okay. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean when you are having a week that, you know, you're not as active as you were last week or as active as you know, you'll be next week that you have to, you know, beat yourself up about that or to let that consume too much of your, 
you know, mental energy and, and just, just do, you know, do the things that you can do, you know, during that week. And then the next week it'll be, it'll pick up again, or maybe it's two weeks. I mean, I think we try too hard to keep things at a hundred percent and that, you know, you're never going to be because sometimes the gas tank's a little bit empty, you know, and, yeah. the, and that the car is still going to go, but you need, you know, you need to slow it down to spread it out so yeah. that you don't run out of gas. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's probably the most difficult, especially in the very beginning when you yeah. feel very motivated and then you get to those blocks of, you know, whether it's a, a goal you've set for yourself or some sort of, um, you know, measure that you thought, okay, well, once I get to be this size or once I get to this weight loss or once I finish running, I mean, we see this a lot with people who, you know, train really hard f- for an event. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say, or lose weight to get into a dress or an outfit to wear to an event. And then that event comes and then all of a sudden it's like, well, now what? There's no now motivation. What? You know, it's done and dusted and I, you know, Woo, that was easy. Um, but you can't go backwards and expect that to be to maintain. You can't go back to the way you were before and continue to maintain. So mm-hmm. it's finding that just being fluid enough, you know, with mm-hmm. way things are and, and being okay with that and knowing that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be tough. Yeah. That can be tough, especially if you know you've had a track record yourself of getting to that point. Yeah. And, and not being able to just be okay with what you're able to do because mm-hmm. you feel like you failed. Like it's, it, it really is, you know, we've talked about this before. It's a mental game. It's like everything, like once you get your head straight, everything else kind of follows. But yeah, so it's a continual work in progress because yeah. things are moving around us all the time too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that other members mentioned, like when she asked the question, one of the things that came up the most often from other people was, you know, you come to a workshop, come to a workshop, go to a workshop. Like when I'm feeling my motivation waning, I go to a workshop. And, and I thought, I mean, I thought that was great advice. And I think it complete, like it totally ties in with the book too, because there's a part in the book where she's talking about, the f- she's giving a, she was giving an example of a swim like a coach she was talking to a coach of swimmers and the coach was explaining that when you're with other people who are doing a certain thing like everyone's doing the same thing then even if that's not what you were used to doing you like easily go into doing what they're doing too. So, you know, he said like, it might sound weird to you to think like that people are getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go and swim to train. But Mm -hmm. if you live in, you know, a a place where your whole team is doing that, then you get up at four o'clock in the morning, you go and train, like that's what you do. And so I thought, oh, wow, that sounds so much like like going to a workshop, like when you are, or like what we talk about with being with like-minded people, right? When you're, when you are with people who have the same ideas as you or who want the same, like who want similar things or who you are putting their priorities in the same places as you're putting yours, that can make it easier to sort of continue to do that because the people around you are doing that. So then it feels 
natural for you to be doing that too. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I just listened to Wolfpack by Abby uh, Wambach. Oh yeah. And it's only an hour long, the audiobook, And that's one of the examples that she uses was, you know, after she, and she is, um, she was on the women's uh, soccer team. Um, she, I think she still holds the record for the most goals ever scored in professional soccer, men and women. Right. And uh, so when she retired in 2015 and she said, you know, after that, it was like, you know, as a professional athlete, I trained six, seven, eight hours a day. Yeah. But then you, you retire and you don't need to do that. She said, but, you know, I still enjoy eating cake and yeah. <laughs> I needed to do something. She said, so she, she said, I had a friend and we would, um, you know, tell each other we were going to run. So, you know, she would run and she'd like message me and tell me how far she had run. And she said, then I would run and then I would tell her. And she said, you know, after a couple of days of doing that, she said, she said, to Glenn, she's married to Glennon Doyle. She said, you know, I don't know what it is, but like, I just, I've never really liked running, but I absolutely hate it every second I'm out there. And I don't understand because before, even though it wasn't my favorite thing to do, I had no problem. And she said to her, it's because you don't have your pack. You did that with your team. Yeah. Your wolf pack. Yeah. It was when you do, sometimes when you have that group with you doing those activities, even though it's crappy, and you don't really love doing it, it just makes it easier to do. And so it's exactly what you're saying is that, you know, you sometimes feel like you're out there doing things on your own. And then if you go on to a workshop and you hear Mm -hmm. other people and it's the same thing and you're like, okay, okay, so this is not just me. This is, you know, it is kind of, it does kind of suck sometimes. It is kind of miserable sometimes, you know, it's, it's okay to feel like that. And I'm not the only person and that there are people that are feeling exactly the same way. Um, but it's funny now we've talked about someone in a workshop, one book you've read a different, you know, book that I I've read. It's, it's so, so many different concepts are applicable to, or the same concept in a different situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's always so fun when you, we think about that. Oh, wait, well, that isn't that the same as it applies to. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's got to be true. For sure. And it if, fits in all those places, right? And, yeah. <laughs> you had more than one person saying it. You're like, mm, okay. <laughs> Maybe I need to pay more attention to this. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I can't really deny it because clearly, clearly this is working for a lot of different people in a lot of different situations. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, Sandy, we've come to the end. We have. Um, But an absolute delight to chat with you. You too. It was good to see you again. It's been, it was was far too long. Felt like a long time. It was a long time. And I'm really interested in knowing from our listeners their take on birthdays and how important it is or how devastating it might be if someone forgot it yes (laughs) all right have a great week everyone thanks for listening and um take care all right bye okay ciao